Hey friends, this is Amy Grigg, and I want to welcome you to This One Thing I Know. Here, you will hear stories of authentic followers of Jesus in the messy middle of their life story. Well, emotionally, I mean, I was at rock bottom. I remember being in a fetal position and just sobbing and just begging God to hear my cries. They will tell of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here's the thing. Just like the followers of Jesus that we read about in the Bible, we often have more questions than answers. I went to bed that night. I woke up the next morning and sat straight up in bed because I heard my name. And it was Isaiah 30, 21. This is the way. Walk in it. The common theme throughout all of our stories is we may not know, but we trust. I didn't have to have all the answers or understand what was going to happen next. I just knew that Jesus knew what I needed before I asked and that He was going before me. Regardless of whether we're at the beginning, the end, or the messy middle of life, we as followers of Jesus have at least one thing He has shown us on our journey. This is a place of rest, of trust, and encouragement. As we declare, I may not know all of the answers, but this one thing I know. Today you get to meet my friend Allison. She's a busy single mom of three beautiful children who juggles her own full-time business from her home. This hot mess mama has taught me a lot about loving Jesus and people. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Tell me about Allison's designs, everything about it, where it started, what you do. Well, currently I am overwhelmed with Valentine orders. Because <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's is tomorrow. And we were supposed to get them all done last night. What are you, oh goodness, what are you making for Valentine's? Well, Addie, you know, is my baker. Mm-hmm. So I let her pick. Okay. And I tried to steer her away from sugar cookies, and she did not believe me. And she did them anyways. Oh, she's got a so, mind of her own. So we're way behind because they take forever. Oh, goodness. So she's icing them, cutting them out and icing them. Okay. All right. All gluten-free. Everything's gluten-free. Oh, my goodness. So we had orders pour in. Oh, that's awesome. But they're all due tomorrow. So you're going to be half baking cookies tonight. and half tomorrow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, I thought I was going to be done today. So every week, your week looks like what with Allison's Designs? Every week, I post a new menu on Thursday. Okay. So tonight, I will be posting a new menu. For next week? For next week. Okay. Don't ask me what's on it. Okay. <laughs> but I will post a menu tonight, a traditional menu. On and Instagram. A, uh-huh. And okay. a lean and green menu. People turn in their orders by Sunday evening. Okay. Monday, I go get the ingredients. I cook all day Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday, I catch up on my house and post a new menu. Oh, my goodness. Relentless cycle. And this is a shameless plug for your business. Okay. Allison's Designs on Instagram. On Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Very cool. It keeps you hopping. Yes. Busy. Also, you're a single mom of three kiddos. Tell me their names and ages. Ashlyn is 16. Alex is going to be 15 in a few weeks, and Adeline is 11. Oh, wow. Okay, so I was thinking this morning about the way that we met. Do you remember the very first time that we actually had a conversation? Was it at flag football at Shiloh, or was it at uh, at Shiloh? I remember the very first time being a recipient of your kindness when my car died in the car line. Do you remember this? And you turned your car around. And jumped me. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, you did. Your your red car was in front of me, and the I was so embarrassed. I was, yeah, it was terrible. And the teachers asked you to 
turn around and give oh. me a jump. That's the first time I remember like having an, in, you know. Okay, I remember that. I had no clue that was you. That was me. That was me. Very embarrassing. But, yeah. you know, See, it is I what it is. we just met through Titus. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's the way we got to really know each other yeah. is uh, my oldest, Titus, and your son, your middle, were best friends. And best I could friends. never remember your name. So your contact to this day still says Titus. Oh. says Amy-Titus. <laughs> Because I thought I'm never going to know who this Amy is. Oh, that is so precious. Oh, and they were best, best buddies. Yeah, I freaked Alex out the other day when uh, Christian called him mm-hmm. on Titus's and old it says photo, Titus. And it said Titus. Yes. Yeah, it freaks me out. It's still, we haven't changed it. So it, he'll text me and it says Titus and he'll call me and it says Titus. And yeah, we got to change that someday. Um, so one of my favorite things was that Titus prayed for your family every single day without fail, without fail. He knew that, you know, as we entered into y'all's life, you were going through, I mean, arguably the hardest season of your life. Yes. Um, and that was, I mean, he would always be so faithful to pray for you guys, which was so precious. Loved, loved, loved Alex and was just hurting for what he was walking through. Um, but I, I want you to take us back to maybe a little bit before we, met um and just kind of talk to me about where you were spiritually maybe how you grew up okay um what your walk was like with the lord and then um then we'll go from there okay um well growing up i did have the privilege of growing up in a wonderful christian family mm-hmm. that not only taught us about jesus but lived it out day to day and i still remember being a teenager with a bad attitude sitting at the foot of mom and dad's bed while we did our nightly devotions mm. and i thought why am I a teenager still having to sit here and listen to this? Yeah. <laughs> but um, God's word does not return empty or void. That's right. So um, thankfully, they gave me a very strong foundation. Mm-hmm. And they were good about targeting our hearts mm. and not outward behavior. Yeah. Mm, that's important. So I have always, um, probably since junior high, daily spent time in God's word. I struggled over the years Mm -hmm. and, you know, one of my major weaknesses that Satan knew Mm -hmm. was fear Mm. um, and worry. Yeah. And I grew up same house, same church, same school my whole life. Mm. And then went off to college and then after college moved 14 times in four states and God took me out of my comfort zone. Mm, Big time. Big time. Yeah. And he caused me to really lean in on him on fear Mm. with the whole fear. Um, I remember for a little while we were in South Arkansas Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting at a laundromat because we didn't have a washer or dryer. Oh, wow. Reading um, Loving God with All Your Mind. And I would say that's what started Mm -hmm. the work that God began in my life in overcoming fear. That book. Who's that by? Do you remember? Loving God with All of Your Mind. But it really spoke to your heart. Yes, it really spoke to my heart. And... um, So over the years, moved East Coast, um, moved places I didn't know anybody, Mm. 
And so there were some places that uh, we were just there temporary. Yeah. So I had no job, no friends, and spent lots of time in God's Word. Wow. Um, so really laying a foundation. God was laying he a foundation. He was laying a foundation. Yeah. And even though I was in His Word daily mm-hmm. and journaling and praying, mm-hmm. as the years went on and got more and more difficult, I wasn't living, though, like those scriptures were real. Okay. I was um, beat down. I felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm. Um, and I lived in fear of people and circumstances and what it might do to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or my children. Okay. Okay. So journaling, getting in God's word daily, and those were practices that you had in place. It was laying a foundation. And then eventually the bottom fell out. The worst thing happened. I mean, things that you were fearful of came to fruition. And in the midst of that, um, so you went through divorce. Yes. And um, in the midst of that, I want you to talk about where God was. You know, that's a very, that's one of the most fearful things that you could endure. It's one of the most fearful things that you could go through um where where was that foundation where was god um where were you emotionally well emotionally um i mean i was at rock bottom yeah i remember um just being in a fetal position mm-hmm. in a, on my big chair and just sobbing mm-hmm. and just begging god to hear my cries yeah. because um, for years and I go back and look through my journal mm-hmm. and I even had one of my counselors look through it and read the distraught and the anxiety and the hurt. Yeah. And I remember he looked at me and goes, how many more journals are you going to fill up like this? Oh, wow. And uh, one of the verses I clung to was Psalms 117, 5. When hard pressed, I cried to the Lord and he brought me into a spacious place Mm. because I felt very suffocated and trapped. Mm -hmm. Even in the big, beautiful, nice home God had blessed us with, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was going to suffocate. So the fact that he talks about in this verse that he brought me to a spacious place Mm -hmm. and that when I'm hard-pressed, he mm-hmm. hears me. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the verses that I clung to. Yeah. And um, so what did that look like day in and day out? Like, so it was a season of life. Um, was there one day where it hit you and everything changed? Was it a daily having to be reminded? Was it a minute-by-minute minute having to be reminded? You know, what... Uh, What did that look, what did that season in your life look like just day to day? Um, Before the divorce was final, I really felt like I was living hour to hour. Okay. It wasn't one day at a time. Yeah. It was hour by hour. And I remember trying to make a list and just do the next thing Mm -hmm. because I felt paralyzed in my hurt Mm -hmm. and my fear. Right. Um, and then as time went on and I grew closer 
to the divorce and I was torn on the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I remember going to bed one night, October 2016, mm-hmm. and I said, Lord, I, I, you have to tell me, yeah. like, I need you to, like, write it on the wall mm-hmm. or say it out loud yeah. because none of this seems right or normal or part of what was supposed to happen. Right. And um, it has to be the closest I've ever heard the Lord audibly speak. Mm. I went to bed that night. I woke up the next morning and sat straight up in bed because I heard my name. Wow. And this and it was then I heard like a whisper mm-hmm. and it was Isaiah 30, 21. This is the way walk in it. Mm. So clear. So clear. In his word. In his word. Yeah. It wasn't one of my thoughts. Right. It was one of his words yeah. in the scripture. Right. From Isaiah. So I sat straight up in bed and I thought, okay, you know what I prayed for last night. Mm-hmm. You told me what to do. Right. And I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I don't know maybe even the next step. Right. But... He then led me to Isaiah 65, 24. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. So because of God's direct word that day, walk this way, mm-hmm. I didn't have to have all the answers or understand what was going to happen next. Right. I just knew that Jesus knew what I needed before I asked and that he was going before me. Wow. Wow. Wherever he led, wherever he you were going to go, walk yes. behind. Yes. Wow. That is so crazy. That's amazing. That's amazing. And such a great example of how through his word, he was guiding you in, a, in the darkest of times when there's no way that you could have found your way or you could have made this path or, but you were looking to him. I mean, you could have, you could have gone the way that you wanted or whatever, but he was leading you. You were looking to him. And I think that's one of the reasons. No, I don't think so. I know that's one of the reasons that I wanted you to share your story because I feel like that's kind of when I came in and have been able to observe and see how the Lord has been so near to you in your brokenness, right? I mean, I called you a hot mess mama because it's a hot mess of a life, oh, right? I mean, like we all... <laughs> Nothing is neat. Right. Nothing looks put together. Right. Or <laughs> well, it does look put together, <laughs> but we know it's not put together. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, God has organized the things that matter. Yes. Oh, that's a good way to put it. I think that's so, so good because, um, you know, I think that we're fooled into believing um that life is like we have the promise of a good life, right? That it's going to all be rosy if we do A, B, and C. If we check the boxes, then life is going to turn out the way we want it to. We've talked about that is the prosperity gospel. That's not the truth of of God's word, what he teaches us. Life is is going to be hard, but he promises to be our peace. And so in the midst of the hardest time, it's like God has just shown up in way after way after way in your life that We've gotten to the point where when you call to tell me something, I mean, I'm like, of course, of course, that's what God did, because that's what that's his pattern with you. And so I would love for you just to share a few of those things like in this crazy existence of being a single mom with her own business and three children and animals and everything. It's like what 
give me some ways tell me, you know, let everybody know just some of the ways that God has shown up um, unexpectedly okay. um, in big ways. Um, one of the verses that he really gave me that um, like just blows my mind is be still and I will fight for you. Mm-hmm. And just times when I thought, I have to defend myself. Yeah. I have to take care of this. Right. Um, It's on my shoulders. It's It's on my shoulders. Carry Um, the weight of the world. Yes. Um, He just walks in and shows up big, whether that was um, me, you know, getting to have my children Mm -hmm. and them not having to go back and forth all the time. Yeah. Whether that was using the gifts and the desires I love of cooking and decorating yeah, and someone coming along and say, Hey, you should just cook for some people. Right. I don't like to cook. Will you cook for me? Yeah. And how that led into a business. Yeah. And then right when I thought I'm going to have to go get a quote, real job mm-hmm. and work for somebody else, mm-hmm. um, just opportunities for cooking for different companies yeah. or advertisers coming and saying, Hey, can we promote your business? Right. Um, it's the right thing at the right time. He's right just thing. showing up every step of the way. Tell that story. I don't know if you want to share it or not, but, uh, of you finding that check, what was that story? Oh, do you remember that? Yes. Okay. So it was in January of, I think 2019, I think things were really hard financially Mm -hmm. and I was trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? I really need some extra money this month. We've just gone through Christmas. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to, you know, sell some properties and get things settled. Yeah. And so I was looking in my cabinet for something random and there was an envelope at the top of the cabinet. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, what's this? And I opened it. And there were 10 $100 bills That's right. in it. That's right. It wasn't a check. It was cash. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and oh on the outside, goodness. it had my dad's handwriting. Uh-huh. And the date on it was 12 months before. What exactly a year. January 2017. <laughs> and I asked my dad about it. He has zero recollection of oh, it. And clearly goodness. I didn't either yeah. because I had no idea at $1,000 in my kitchen cabinet. <laughs> How did you stash a thousand dollars at the top of your cabinet and not remember it? That's amazing. I, I mean, I just laughed. But right and at I the right time, you and I yes. Was like, and you were like, "Well, of course, of course, of course, he did it." Because I feel like, well, like one of your friends says, he, "You're his favorite." I mean, like I think he loves the hot mess people that, like, we, you know, from one place to the next, he's got to get us there. And when you're totally dependent upon him, that's when he shows up, and that is amazing. Um, or another time whenever I enough has been my one of my big words mm. and another time when I would, didn't feel like enough yeah. because now um, new challenge mm. single momming yeah. and so I thought I am not doing a good job I am mm. struggling mm. what if this 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 and this right. and I was telling the Lord you've given me too much this is mm-hmm. too hard. Yeah. I have two teenagers and a preteen. Yes. All within four and a half years, all three. Right. And I printed off a recipe to cook and I went into the printer um, in the little office area and laying on the printer 
was an essay my daughter forgot to take to school with her. And the essay was about the most influential people in her life Mm -hmm. or things that have molded her. Mm. And I sat down and read it and just cried. And because the last paragraph said, um, when I grow up, I want to be just like my mom. Oh, wow. Wow. And the whole thing was full of all the things that I had quote, done right, or the things that meant so much to her. Oh, my goodness. And I just wept. Yes. And I was like, Lord, you you yes. gave it to me in writing <laughs> what I needed. Exactly what you needed that day. Exactly what you needed. That is awesome. You said too much. And I've said that so many times. It's too much. Um, you know, there's another Christianese lie that says, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. I mean, speak to that. What is oh, that he true? He gives you way more than you right. can handle. Right. Um, no, I, I couldn't handle mm. what I'm going through, what I went through. Right. It, it was way more than I can handle, mm-hmm. which is what caused me to fall on my face and I need Jesus. And yes, I'm a mess without him. And yes, I'm a mess with him. Yes. But he helps me get, <laughs> get through it. And um, the uh, a verse that that speaks to that it's not he will give you more than you can handle. Um but Isaiah forty nine twenty five, the latter part of it says, I will contend with those who contend with mm. you and your children I will save. Wow. Wow. Because through all this, the God promise. has taught me. Yes. I love your kids more than you do. Mm. Oh, I love Ashlyn, Alex and Addie yeah. way more than you. That's right. And my hand's going to be on them. And uh, one of my favorite verses in another Isaiah passage is all your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. Mm. And I have that on my bathroom mirror. Yes. And whenever I think this whole divorce and this whole mess is going to be what undoes them. Right. I read that scripture and say, no, they're going to be taught by the Lord. That's right. This is going to be part of their story. Yes. And they will have peace. That's right. You go back to the promises. Yes. And stand on those and hold to those. Wow, that is amazing. Um, Another thing that I love talking to you about is um, what you used to think witnessing look like and what it looks like now like tell me about your relationships in your life now and um friendships that are um maybe unusual or kind of caught you off guard and what god has done through those um yes i in fact i when i was looking back through some old journals i um well, today and this past year mm-hmm. has been such an answer to a prayer I wrote four years ago. And I mm. had asked God um, not to waste my pain, mm. not to waste my hurt, mm-hmm. and that it would help somebody else. Yes. And within the last year, God has just dropped people in my life that. I don't know how I would have ever met. Right. It just had to be his doing. Yeah. Um, People going through divorces, people that are single moms, Mm -hmm. 
maybe people that have a completely different lifestyle. Right. And God has dropped these sweet friendships Mm -hmm. into my life. Mm -hmm. And some of them knew Jesus, some don't or didn't. Um, But loving on them and showing them Jesus love, I found out is the greatest way to witness. Yeah. Not to point out, these are all the things you're doing wrong. Right. Because if they don't know Jesus, they're not going to know not to do those things. Yes. Instead, just loving on them Mm. and accepting them right where they are. Mm -hmm. And I've had the privilege to bring um, one of my sweet friends to church. Yeah. And she wanted to know everything there is to know about Jesus. Yes. And the church got her a Bible and she would ask questions and come to church week after week and just cry from Mm -hmm. beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And you would see her raise her hands and worship and just, but she still was searching. She wasn't sure. Right. And um, one day in the most unlikely of situations down mm-hmm. on Dixon Street. Mm-hmm. She had her devotional Bible with her and said, Allison, I know that I know him. It moved from my head to my heart. Wow. And she said, it's like a light switch went on. Yes. And now everything, his power is in my life. Right. It's not something or somebody I just pray to when I need something. Yes. It's a relationship. Uh, yes. And she was like, I don't know what that looks like. And you have to tell me who the Holy Spirit is because I haven't <laughs> figured that out yet. And just to see her passion for yes. Jesus and wanting to know. Right. And this isn't someone that I would have. I met her yeah. over a year ago. Yeah helping someone unbox packages and right. boxes when they were moving. Right. Yeah. So it was your job that took you to this house. And I would have never had that job. Right. Had I not gotten divorced. Right. And needed the money. Right. And so. Yeah. Especially at that time, anyone called me to. Anything. Anything. Break down boxes. <laughs> stand do in it. a recycling <laughs> bin and press down or boxes or take care of somebody's dog or I just whatever I was just willing to do it and um but through that oh my goodness it's when I met my sweet friend that now knows Jesus exactly I know I got to have breakfast with her the other day and you know her side of the story is oh I can't wait for her to come here and talk about it because it's just remarkable but she says watching you and watching the couple that y'all were at the house who also know the Lord and walk with him changed her life just watching just observing what your life looked like as a follower of christ um led her to know that there was hope and and it was god and started her on that journey of of now knowing him and it was literally not by shoving anything down her throat not by you know pointing out her faults or anything like that but just genuinely showing her jesus in your day-to-day life and like that's it's everything, right? It's not, um, man, it's just no small thing to in everyday life, whether you're breaking down boxes or whatever you're doing, just being a light and just loving people. And, and now she knows the Lord. 
and, and has I an amazing story. And I can't believe Jesus used me because <laughs> I can tell you the very first time I met her, never met her before. And I walked into the house where we were going to be unpacking uh-huh. and I was sobbing hysterically <laughs> because my life was because the life was, was hard, fa- was hard right. and just falling apart. I oh, felt like, my goodness. and that was the very first right. time I met her. Wow. Because you were real, right? Yeah. You weren't sucking it up and acting like everything was okay when it wasn't. Yes. I mean, which allowed her in turn to be real with you and let her know her, but let you know her problems. She showed up at my doorstep a couple months ago. Yeah. Sobbing. Yeah. And she was like, I'm sorry. And I go, for what? The first time I met you, I was crying. Right. And she was. She looked at me and she goes, but I've gone so far from Jesus. Mm. And that's what started the whole conversation of, no, you haven't gone too far mm. from Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's remarkable. And so over the past year, mm-hmm. um, the place the Lord has taken me from, and you've got to see it. Mm-hmm is from even though knowing Jesus was in control and speaking to me through his word, Mm -hmm. I still felt like there was a heaviness or a overall kind of sadness or struggle around me. Yeah. And as time has gone on, I feel like, the heaviness of my shoulders is just being lifted Mm. daily Wow! to where I can look at my hot mess of a story and go, (laughs) I love my life. Mm. It's not easy. It's extremely challenging. And I'm still trying to figure things out, which I will never figure it all out. Yeah. But um, just the joy that I feel like he's given me through the pain mm-hmm. and the verse I got to send to another girl this morning mm. who's on day one of her new life yeah is Isaiah 43 18 and 19 forget the former things do mm. not dwell on the past see I am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland mm new things new things hope in a future that is so awesome what is your this one thing that you know that you know that you know that you know through it all the mess the good the bad the ugly what do you know the one thing i know is god sees me and he cares and just like in matthew he said jesus was moved with compassion for them That's beautiful. Thank you. I'm glad I'm your friend. I'm so glad, glad you're, you're my friend. I'm glad you're my friend. <laughs> glad to be in this messy life. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much. You're welcome. If you're in the messy middle of life, I hope Allison's story encouraged you by reminding you that that is exactly where Jesus shows up. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more about other ministries of Vertical Community Church, visit verticalnwa.org.